Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I am Michael Kingswood, retired naval officer, Christian, dad, and writer extraordinaire. I mostly focus on science fiction and fantasy, but I've been known to write just about everything under the sun, including the occasional romance. The purpose of this podcast is to share my stories with you, the reading slash listening public. So sit back and relax, because I'm going to tell you the story. Hey friends, it's Michael Kingswood. It's story time, and it's story Saturday, coming late on a Sunday. Oh man, it's been... <laughs> this weekend I had a camp out with my boys with, trail life, with my boy with Trail Life Truth. And every time we have a camp out week, it's like, holy smokes. Everything just runs away from me. It's a, ton, a scramble for everything. And even though this, this week's story is much shorter than previous stories and I got the initial recording done pretty early I just didn't get to it until time to leave for the camp out on Friday to finish up this video so there it is Sunday late afternoon finally getting out to you mea culpa but hey at least here at least is here this week uh like we talked about before uh, last week this story is story, story number 19 from stories from the great challenge the awesome collection of stories that have 52 stories that i wrote over the course of a year this one is wire runs it's a short science fiction story it's about a guy who is doing maintenance in the engineering section of his ship during a battle and i'll just leave it at that uh written by me read by me enjoy the ship rocked and carl felt himself hurled to the side he clenched his teeth and rolled his shoulders in anticipation of the impact, but still he ended up grunting out a half-shout when he struck the bulkhead across from where he'd been working. The unexpected G-force left as quickly as it came and he slumped back to the deck, breathing quickly to regain his bearings even as he looked around the room. He was lying on the wall, or the wall as it had been a few moments before. The deck that used to be the floor was a meter and a half to his right and above him from where he lay. The control panel that he had been working on remained open, though its access hatch was slightly cockeyed, as though the sudden change in gravity vector had thrown it off true. And why shouldn't it have? It had thrown Carl halfway across the compartment and, from the feel of it, came damn close to dislocating his left shoulder. Carl grunted and licked his lips, and grimaced at the metallic flavor of blood. He spat and washed as the mixture of blood and spittle arced up and then settled down to land on what used to be the Thorpe ship's bulkhead next to his temple. Then he cursed. The battle was going even worse than he thought it would. Carl pushed himself up onto his feet, ignoring the multitude of protests from joints and muscles all over his body. His instincts called out for him to curse the captain and her idiocy. And boy was he tempted to do that, but he'd pledged her his loyalty. So instead, he kicked on the magnetic grips of his boots and, ignoring the pain, he stepped over onto the wall that used to be the floor, and, holding himself erect against the third G pulled down from his right, he stalked back toward the engineering control panel that he had been working on before all hell broke loose. He reached the panel and took hold of the cover. Looking at it, he grunted. It was warped, but not so bad he couldn't force it back into place. Then it would be just a matter of jury-rigging the fasteners back into place, and the thing would be solid, at least for long enough to last through this battle. An electronic beep, and then the captain's voice echoed throughout the compartments of the ship. Attention all hands. As always, her voice slammed through Carl's defenses her melodic alto seeming to carry the words against the defenses of his rational mind into the very center of his being, and he felt buoyed by them. The enemy is retreating. We have taken down one of them, and the other is almost crippled. We are in pursuit. Stand strong. Athena triumphs. 
Carl couldn't hear it through the bulkhead separating himself from the other members of the crew, but he could feel them shouting huzzas. Fists launched toward whatever passed for the ceiling as the Athena adjusted her flight vector to send her on toward the last of the enemy ships and victory. And with victory, prize money. But that wasn't Carl's concern. He had to get this panel back online and fix the local gravitic system. His shoulder cried out, reminding him of the necessity of his mission. And then the acceleration vector changed again. He felt pressed into his boots as the engines kicked on full thrust in the direction of the ship's hull, and he was once again standing on the floor as it was designed. He glanced to the side toward the bulkhead that so recently had been the floor and that had thwacked his shoulders so strenuously and scowled. Then he got back to work. The panel's cover was twisted, but only slightly. It would be easy enough to get it back into place. He might not even need to use a mallet to do it, but the wiring beneath that connected the touchpad to the circuitry below was a shambles. Half of the wire bundle was pulled off its connections to the circuit board. And of course, none of the wires had any label tabs connected to them to tell where they were supposed to go. Son of a bitch, Carl said to himself. This was not good at all. He tabbed the communication patch on his right breast, opening a connection to Sven, the chief engineer. A second later, Sven's gruff, gravelly voice came into Carl's ear through his implants. What's the status? Sven asked. Carl tried not to let his frustration get into his voice as he replied. Ecologic controls in compartment 16 are shot. Wiring is pulled completely. Don't suppose you've got a wiring diagram. You checked the tech manual? Carl ground his teeth. Of course he checked the tech manual. He tapped the fingers of his left hand together, and the manual's pages opened up in the left side of his vision, fed there by his implants. It showed every electrical connection in the panel he was working on, but it didn't show which wire was which. Or rather, none of the wires in the panel itself had any labels that corresponded to the connection points in the tech manual. Carl bit back a curse. The tech manual's no good. People have been working this thing for so long, none of the connections are labeled anymore. He drew a breath. He knew the answer to the question he was about to ask before he asked it. Don't suppose your folks used wire removal forms? Sven's sarcastic laugh was all the answer he needed. Carl didn't wait for a response. He cut the feed and stood there, pressed down by the engine's thrust until a pilot needed to shift his course, and swore up a storm. Back when he'd been in the Navy, Carl had cursed his chiefs when they insisted that he use wire removal forms every time he did any kind of work inside a panel. It seemed like the ultimate waste of time. Until the day he'd had to change out a main engine throttle control, which required removing over 200 separate connections. That had taught him the value of knowing what went where. It would have taken him months to put the damn thing back together again otherwise. Now he was looking at the inside of this panel, at maybe half as many connections, all severed, and he felt his spirits sink completely. This was gonna suck. Carl keyed his comms again. It's gonna take me a while to get this fixed then. Going to have to trace each wire back to its source, he paused then added. Sure would help if you get the captain to not maneuver for a while. Sven snorted into Carl's ear. Lose this ship, we cut our pay in half. Deal with the course changes. The comms cut off and Carl scowled. Easy for Sven to say that. He was up in the bridge, where gravitics weren't compromised. He wouldn't feel each and every little, as if responding to Carl's thoughts, the gravity vector shifted, and he had to clutch onto the panel stanchion to avoid losing his feet, and to hell with trusting the magnets on the end of his boots to save him. The shift in acceleration eased after a moment, and thrust resumed simply pulling him down into what had been designed to be the deck. Carl stood there, panting, and swore to himself, and to the empty compartment around him. A big part of him wanted to say to hell with this, it wasn't worth the hassle. 
He could fix the damn thing after their engagement was done. It wasn't like there were any vital systems in here. But he set that aside just as quickly as he thought it. Yes, he could put those repairs off. But that would just add to his plate of things to do later. And from the comp so far during Athena's engagement, he would have more than enough stuff to repair once they were through this. Plus, there was always the chance Sven would claim he'd been shirking and convince the captain to cut him back from a full share to half, or even a quarter, which would cast aside a year of toil on the Athena getting to the status he currently had, and not like anyone else on the crew would stand up for him. Lower share for one meant greater shares for the rest. So Carl shoved his misgivings down, tabbed over to the applicable page in the tech manual, and set about tracing the first wire in the control panel back to its source. Carl lost track of the hours. It would have been easy enough to check how long it had been going, but what was the point? The ship had long since stopped its wild maneuvers, and at some point the captain had come over the announcing circuit, declaring their victory and heaping praise on the crew who had brought them to this great victory. And a greater payday, apparently. But Carl paid that no heed. Though part of the crew, he never took the captain's praises over the announcing circuit to heart. He had long ago figured out that she meant the praise for the tactical guys, the ones who fought the ship, or... If a boarding was necessary, stormed the other ship to take out the crew and claim her a prize. Maintenance guys? The ones who kept Athena running and actually made her victories possible? Nary a word for the likes of them. But that was okay. Carl had learned the reality of things back in his Navy days. The techs kept the ships running, the grunts got all the glory. And they did all the dying. Carl didn't envy them one bit. Except they never had to trace out unlabeled wires through half a dozen panels to figure out their source so as to be certain they weren't reconnecting to the wrong portion of a circuit board, maybe blow the whole damn thing out, and with it, the life support in a quarter of the ship. The stress of that kind of work ate out of man's liver. But, Carl considered, at least it wasn't a bullet, so there was that. He looked down at the wire he had been tracing for the last hour, and at the termination point he'd finally located. Two compartments over from the panel he'd started in, within a minor power panel that was subservient to a network junction three decks above. It provided control power to the servo actuators that allowed the ventilation compressors to turn, sending fresh air from the atmosphere processing equipment in the auxiliary machinery room to this and six other compartments in the after third of the ship. He'd been wrong. It wouldn't have just been the space he was in that would have been screwed if he'd not gotten the job done. It would have been much worse than that. But he found it and ticked that wire off on the form he'd been keeping. Then he made his way back to the original space and to his damaged panel. He looked within. Just a couple more wires to go, and then he would be able to reattach all the leads and get this thing back up to running. After he forced the panel back in place, of course. But those last two looked like they would be easy. And they were. The first led to a grinding strap, essential but easy to follow. The second to an LED on the panel's lid to give a status indication. Carl reattached them, then forced the panel closed and removed the tag he placed on the main power supply to the control panel. He felt a small surge of satisfaction when he flipped the breaker closed and the panel lit up, and then a greater one when he felt fresh air begin to move throughout the compartment again. He took a moment to gather his tools, closing them in the plastic case he always carried them around in, then he tapped the panel and started walking back forward. The mess called. Midrats and some tea. And then his bunk and what few hours down he could get. Tomorrow, he would do it all again. And then after the next battle, he'd do even more. But that was for later. For now, there was just the satisfaction of a job well done. And a nice paycheck when next they hit port. And he figured that was enough. Okay, so that's the story. Pretty fun, I think. That Just a 
fun little jaunt down to the lower deck section of the ship and see what the uh, rank and file do when the high up Medicaid mucks are actually doing the fighting. Um, yeah, just a, sort of a day in the life kind of story, which I like. Um, yeah, not too much. I'm not going to go too into further about anything else because frankly, I'm already late enough <laughs> getting this to you and I've got some other things to do this evening. So, Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please uh, subscribe to the channel or the podcast or wherever it is you're listening to do this. Come by microkingswood.com, sign up to be a member of the site where you can support my writing endeavors for just a few bucks a month. Sign up for the mail list to learn about new releases. And of course, go to mikekingswood.com slash store. You can find all my books in every format you want directly from me so you don't have to go through the middleman and give the middleman money that could come to me. You can also go to Amazon, Barnes Noble, Google, Google Play, Apple Books, all the other places you can get books, uh, but it's better to come to me. Anyway, we'll be back next week with the next Story Saturday. And as I want to do, I'll tell you what that is right now. Uh, it's book story number 20. And this is another Miss Melody story. You may recall Miss Melody from a few stories back. This is Miss Melody and the Knight Gallant. Or Knight's Gallant, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, another fun portal fantasy story. You'll dig it. Come back Saturday for that, and we'll uh, actually get it to you on Saturday. No kidding. All right, thanks uh, for your patience, and thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this. I'll talk to you next time. Until then, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. For information on my books, visit michaelkingswood.com or visit my web store at ssnstorytelling.com. My books are all available through all the various e-tailers, but buying direct from me nuts me the most profit. For information on new releases and other special deals in the future, sign up for my newsletter on my website. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is copyrighted Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music is copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.